0: Welcome to the Butts Seeds Podcast, episode number 97.
1: Creeping up there.
0: I know, we're getting close. Admittedly, if I don't flow right into it, uh, I can't really hit the tagline.
1: Oh, sorry. Well, you stopped. You paused. Well, no, it's, no
0: I just, I, I can't, You have to say the number or the tagline. I can't do both. That's true. But uh, here at the Butts Disease Podcast, we examine the imminent extinction of WCW. I think I'm missing a word. So yeah, because you were
1: trying to do more alliteration
0: Clearly this is the Sean Stasiak of uh, catchphrases Where I want it to be perfect and it's sweet. just not It's too Oh, that, wait, that's, that's wrong guy. That's Mike Awesome Fuck It's awesome But I'm Nick alongside Emily Hello How you doing, Emily?
1: Uh, you know, it's 2024, so there's that
0: <laughs> What a great way to uh,
1: Happy New Year to
0: Start the year with this Nitro
1: There's that <laughs> Yeah, Happy New Year, here's some shit <laughs> We're hitting the ground running in 2024,
0: aren't we? We've not um, watched or recorded it yet, but by the time you're listening to this, our first TNA episode will be out on Patreon.
1: Hell yeah, who's pumped?
0: Clearly not you, because you're putting it off as long as possible. Uh-huh.
1: I'm Okay, so Nick keeps asking me if I want to watch that, and it, like we will, obviously, but I don't want to get invested in a new crop of characters at this moment in life right now. But then he's saying it's not a new crop of characters, but that it kind of is because, like, it's the same players, but at different eras of their life. It's like we're jumping into the reunion show of a sitcom from the 90s. Like, we didn't finish the sitcom in the 90s, but we're jumping into the reunion before we know how the sitcom ends, you know? Yeah. It's just like, I'm not mentally ready yet.
0: Yeah, but based on the current timeline, we're going to end up, like, just recording that live and, and putting it out. Live. So today's Nitro is the April 17th, 2000, WCW Monday Nitro.
1: Which you still have such a problem saying 2000 for some reason.
0: Yeah, it's just 99 float. I I type 99 everywhere I go. I see him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We are in April of 2000 and it's still like, are we even in 2000 yet? I know. It's so weird.
0: So uh, this is the, uh, the show off the heels of Spring Stampede.
1: What a show that was.
0: And Spring Stampede actually did like a... A somewhat decent buy rate based on um, the new standard.
1: Okay, based on the new standard. There were
0: six digits as opposed to five. so
1: Wow, okay. I mean, they had something.
0: But um, it seems like the people who watched did not like what they saw because... Can
1: you believe them?
0: <laughs> the last Nitro before Russo and Bischoff took over, that was, that was an actual Nitro, did a 2-6. The show they took over did a 3-1. And now we're back down to a 2-5.
1: Yeah, that sounds right.
0: We're at a 3-1 next week, but this is just all... Over. I don't know what's happening.
1: Were they going head-to-head head against Raw? Like, yeah. So people were watching Raw, that's what was well, happening. Well, it's still
0: the weird Nitro's 8-10, to 10, Raw's 9-11. to
1: 11. Oh. So you're telling me that they should be putting their best programming in the first hour?
0: Well, they want to put their best programming in, in the second hour, that way you don't switch over.
1: That's not how that works! That's just not how that works!
0: So tonight's Nitro is in Rockford, Illinois, and we start with a pay-per-view recap package with only Nitro stills, Ugh. and we cut to it, and I was like, she's going to hate this. I
1: did. I That is the lamest way to recap a, any pay-per-view, is the stills. And you pointed this out. Underneath every still, it says, courtesy of WCW Magazine, as if these are taken by a professional photographer. They are very obviously screenshots. Yeah. Obviously screenshots. Well, they're, somebody they're had to go grainy. in and they're you know press, print, print screen. You, that, that that's if that's what they're putting in the magazine. Big yikes!
0: Oh no, I'm just saying they're creating the magazine because the the guy, the guy who does the magazine went through and went because nobody, no production is like I'm not rewatching that fucking show.
1: Just magazine
0: it. guy, you can do it.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe. As
0: I was watching the recap, I was like, Jesus, that show was chaotic and forgettable. Yes,
1: yeah. That see, that's that's what's weird. It was chaotic, but still forgettable. Yeah. Like, I couldn't tell you anything that happened on that show, if I'm honest. I'm going to have to listen back to our episode to remember what happened. Yeah,
0: because they, they move on pretty quick.
1: Yeah, nothing lingers. Nothing is, like, nothing has staying power. Nothing matters.
0: Yeah, because you could make it the case of this being, you know, the first, like, canon nitro for Bischoff and Russo. What do you mean? They kind of just reset everything last week and then, like... This is when, like, okay, we actually, like, start some storylines and... I
1: guess. But I wouldn't say that this is the first canon episode. Last week was the first episode.
0: Well, Emily, I'd like to extend to you an invitation because tonight's Nitro is invitation only.
1: Yeah, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> it's not. So, it, the show starts with a whole bunch of security guards backstage in the, like, loading dock locking doors. So, yeah. all of the doors are locked.
0: Well, no one can leave. No one can come. It's not even locking the doors. It's just kind of them, like, testing like the doors. pushing like. on the doors. Yeah.
1: But no one can come in who is not invited. And I guess no one can leave.
0: Uh, that's why the attendance is low. Oh. But that should
1: be like a whole thing. Rem- remember that. Like that's the overarching storyline is it is invitation only. Those doors are locked. Remember this.
0: We got Tony Schiavone, Mark Madden, and Scott Hudson on commentary. And our first segment, we get f- just flyers start dropping out of the ceiling to, um, for us, it was a very kind of Hollywood vibe-esque music.
1: Yeah. It was like very golden Hollywood. Is yes. I, apparently,
0: yeah. it's New York, New York. And yeah. even the rip I have, I guess it was like a, a, a second watch because it's a discount New York, New York. Oh. It has Jimmy Hart's fingerprints all over it, which he just turned 80. Oh.
1: Oh, good for Jimmy. New
0: Year's Day, I think it was.
1: Happy birthday, Jimbo. But anyway, so I have a problem with them playing New York, New York. Honestly, I find it really cheesy and really stupid. A, they're not in New York.
0: Well, it's for heel heat, Emily.
1: That doesn't matter. You're not in fucking New York.
0: <laughs> See what you're missing. Is you're that in it,
1: Illinois. What you're
0: missing is that it's meant to be self-indulgent because this is the song the Yankees play when they win. And And we're just as good as the Yankees. Well, no, Vince Russo's a New Yorker, so he's basically a Yankee.
1: Go fuck yourself.
0: Disregard the fact that he was wearing a Mets jersey at the pay-per-view. He is wearing a Yankee jersey here, but... You're in
1: Illinois! Commentary
0: has to be like, oh yeah, it's like one of those ticker tape parades.
1: Yeah, yeah. Shut up. Play something about fucking Chicago. I'm sure there are songs about Chicago. There's a whole musical about it.
0: Vince Russo ran into my knife.
1: He ran a man up ten times. I'll
0: take Jim Cornette quotes for a thousand, Alex.
1: He had it mm-hmm. coming.
0: So who actually comes out is Vince Russo and the New Blood champions. And there's a handful of Riot Squad at ringside. No, not Liv Morgan. An actual Riot Squad. Which is
1: such a bummer. But it's not just the flyers falling from the ceiling. I don't know if you said. There's also a, a butt ton of confetti.
0: Yeah, which is just around all night.
1: And also far too fucking many balloons, which yeah. become a problem. Yes. <laughs> It's like a sea of red balloons. It is more than ninety nine red balloons. Yes.
0: They should have stopped at ninety nine.
1: <laughs> so many. You know what
0: it was? They wanted to get ninety nine and they accidentally did a hundred and they went,
1: Oh, we'll just you know.
0: It's like a car's odometer. We gotta have it turn over. We gotta get we gotta go so do so many the count resets. Oh my god. Russo has a mic and he kinda says he's better than the crowd, but they start popping the balloons, so you can't hear oh most of this promo.
1: It is so chaos. Like, this is chaos energy. Because, yeah, Russo's talking the whole time. I got, like, I did get, uh, like, a little bit of what he was saying, but it was mostly just balloons popping. Like, hundreds of balloons popping in the audience.
0: So, we should note who the champions are with him, because a lot happened to Spring Stampede, so...
1: Yeah, in case you chose to skip that episode of our podcast, I wouldn't Or you just don't
0: remember who the fuck the champions are. I
1: barely do. And I sat here and recorded it.
0: Chris Candido is the Cruiserweight Champion, and Russo notes that he's told him that sunny days were coming.
1: Bret Hart would know nothing about that.
0: I, I forget. They actually gave them a name. It was like the Buff franchise or something. Um, Buff B- Bagwell and Shane Douglas Ew, are I the tag team champions. a, name. That's,
1: a stupid, that's a stupid tag name.
0: Scott Steiner is the U.S. champion. They're like, the only champion who isn't new blood is the hardcore champion, Terry Funk. And I'm like, I don't think Norman Smiley was new blood. So you guys just didn't have somebody in that match.
1: The line between new blood and old blood, I guess, is so fucking thin.
0: Well, Emily, I'll tell you who who's definitely old blood. That piece of shit, Jim Ross.
1: Yeah, why are we talking about Jim Ross? <laughs> I don't know. Why are we talking why about Jim Ross? Why are multiple
0: people talking about Jim Ross? Why?
1: Why? you're not this he has zero to do with anything happening right now why are we talking about him let the poor man live his fucking life leave him alone
0: are you talking about in 2000 or in 2024
1: both leave him alone
0: Harusuk says that jr held jeff jarrett down and then brings out the new world heavyweight champion double j jeff jarrett
1: you just, you can't convince me that he's new blood. I just, Jarrett I have such a hard time with the people that they've established as new blood.
0: Jarrett comes out in basically the same outfit he wore to reboot Nitro, except it's a yellow shirt this week.
1: He He's like a cartoon character where they wear the same clothes every week.
0: So Jarrett grabs the mic and tells the crowd to never doubt him again. And then he also wants to talk shit about Jim Ross. Why? He then pivots to the DDP. And since Jarrett wasn't in Ready to Rumble, which I'm like, dude, you weren't in the company when they were filming that.
1: Also, did you really want to be in Ready to Rumble? It wasn't good. Head to our Patreon, or no, that wasn't even Patreon, that was main feed. Yeah. Yikes.
0: It made, apparently, very little money in its second week.
1: Shocker. It's a bad movie. Like $2 million. Listen to our episode for our full comprehensive review of that bad movie. More
0: comprehensive than you'd think. Yeah. But since Jeff Jarrett wasn't in Ready to Rumble, he offers DDP a special match at the upcoming pay-per-view, Slamboree, of they're going to reuse assets, and like, all right, well, we we built that cage once. We're doing the triple-decker cage for DDP versus Jeff Jarrett. We're
1: getting our goddamn money's worth no, out of No, not prop. the other
0: triple-decker cage. The other one.
1: <laughs> no, the other one.
0: So Russo then brings out Eric Bischoff and Kimberly, and, and Bischoff looks like he's ready to lead a, a movement workshop.
1: <laughs> Looking very drama theater teacher. Yeah,
0: it's like the, the, the mock turtleneck, like all black, black pants, like, what are you going for here?
1: He's going for backstage at, like, a high school theater production.
0: Bischoff says he made Paige, and now it's time to break him. But unlike you, it's going to last a long time.
1: Get it? Because DDP is bad in bed.
0: Then give Kimberly the mic to explain her heel turn. Well, she starts by stealing Mark Madden's me line, which I'm so fucking over. But she was tired of being in DDP's shadow. She's the true star. Now she's looking out for herself. Oh, babe. There's no women's division.
1: No.
0: What do you? What's your goal here?
1: To be hot because you were already succeeding in that. Yeah. There's no wrestling in this for you. Like,
0: like we were joking that if you
1: look out for you, leave this company. That yeah, you, would leave, that would be looking out for yourself.
0: We were joking like it's the same thing as in Ready to Rumble where it's like this person wants to move up I'm like you're the head Nitro girl like. What's your goal? Yeah.
1: Where are you going?
0: And you were managing someone wrestling for the world title. There's no women's champion.
1: This is like, as high as it goes. If yeah. you don't want to be here anymore, leave.
0: Go to stardom. So they fully imply that, that her and Bischoff are fucking. Oh, yeah. At least in KFAB. We then see DDP pull up to the arena and. But it's
1: invite only, Nick.
0: Well, security goes to stop him. And he's like, You tell Eric Bischoff. I don't. i of afraid if it was, I don't give a damn or I'll give a rat's ass. But he punches security, beats up like four guys, and that's it. Yeah. That, that's the entire security for the building.
1: That's all. But at the very beginning, when we were all locking the doors, there were like 20 guys shaking those doors. So where'd they all go?
0: So, DDP just kind of walks in. He walks past um, Kurt Hennig and Sean Stasiak going off to talk about their upcoming match.
1: Yeah. Nobody and, stops DDP. And
0: this uninvited guest gets in entrance music.
1: Yep. <laughs> I'm like, what the... F- and didn't you, wasn't there a security guard on the ramp, too, that he just walks right
0: past? Well, that was a story thing, because he walks right past the riot squad right. that's standing at ringside. And I was right, like, right, right. what the actual fuck? So... DDP starts brawling with everybody in the ring, and then the Riot Squad unmask... Well, one of them unmasks to reveal it's Lex Luger, and you kind of fill in the blanks with the other two, because they don't unmask until the end of this brawl, and it was also Ric Flair and Sting. Yeah. So, the Millionaire's Millionaires Club sends the heels packing, and that's our uh, opening segment.
1: So, again, it's invite only. We know that there might be some infiltration. Nobody thought to, like, I don't know, screen the Riot Squad... If Flair, Luger, and Sting, like, snuck in, did they, like, kill the Riot Squad guys that were supposed to be in this segment? Where are those guys?
0: Admittedly, I'm going to stretch the story a little bit here. The owner of the Blackhawks, who is in the front row, they have shown him on screen before being buddy-buddy with Ric Flair. okay. They don't mention that, but I'm like... So there's
1: a chance that he snuck them in. Yeah. Okay.
0: Because during the whole Bischoff-Flair feud in the end of 98... Flair gets into the arena because he's friends with Jerry Reinsdorf. Okay. Which I'm realizing I don't know if the owner of the Bulls and owner of the Blackhawks are the same person.
1: Could not tell you. <laughs> that still doesn't explain where the original riot squad people are. Are they like bound and gagged in a dressing well, room backstage?
0: Well, one well, two are in WWE, one's in AW. Okay, shut the fuck up. So we have a pay-per-view main event and we have another handful of matches that are just mentioned or happening. At the pay-per-view. Like, they don't really set them up. They're like, oh, yeah. You, as you everybody know. knows, you're facing Ric Flair on the pay-per-view. What?
1: Yeah, they never actually established this. Maybe they did on Thunder. Did we, like, watch Thunder?
0: Thunder airs after this, and the show before this was Spring Stampede. Oh, so. fuck,
1: yeah. No, you're right, you're
0: right. <laughs> so we get an immediate recap post-commercial, and then we get Eric Bischoff scolding some lower members of the New Blood, including Booker T is in that group. I'm like, what? Yeah.
1: Is Booker T New Blood? Yeah. How?
0: Emily, you just got it. I can't. You're getting way too caught up in the phrase new blood. I, uh, yes. Well, Booker is and isn't, because he keeps doing things to piss off Russo and Bischoff.
1: Because even Booker's like, this is stupid. And
0: openly is like, you clearly have your guys out there. Why do you even need us?
1: Yes, thank you.
0: So Bischoff says that Booker's running out of time to get on his good side. And then Eric Bischoff books Mike Awesome versus DDP for later in the night.
1: Sure.
0: We then get one of the security guards coming in and was like, you told us we were going to be security, not that we were going to get beat up by some wrestlers.
1: See, I appreciated this. I thought that this was, like, them knowing their worth.
0: <laughs> they got beat up by one guy. Your job is security.
1: Well, they, even a security guard shouldn't expect to get beat up.
0: I mean, what what do you do? Don't even expect it, but you got to be ready for you the get possibility. Get ready for
1: it, sure, but don't expect it. Yeah,
0: but you getting your ass kicked four on one and then going, actually, this is your fault. <laughs> It like, kind
1: of depends on what the job was sold to them as, I guess. Yeah. Because like, yeah, they quit. They walk off. They're done. I'm like, yeah, okay. Good for you. No know your fucking worth. No, you don't want to get punched in the face tonight at work. I'm going home. I respect that. Yeah, but you don't work at you don't work at security.
0: If yeah, if you got punched in the face at work, I'd assume you'd leave. Yes. And immediately after security walks out, Eric Bischoff gets a phone call and it's an old friend coming to kick his ass. It's all He'll no be game. here in
1: five minutes.
0: Yes. <laughs> Emily, what do you mean by five minutes?
1: Well, five minutes could mean anything. Could mean one minute. Could mean 20 minutes. Could mean an hour. We don't know. Could mean anything. <laughs> they, what the
0: fuck? <laughs> no, they do end that by going, it could mean five minutes. And I'm like, <laughs>
1: yeah, it means five minutes. What do you mean? It could be an hour. What do you mean? It could be what? It's five minutes. They gave you, a, they gave you established times. Mark.
0: I can't remember if that was Mark or Scott. I'm
1: pretty sure it was Mark. Because Scott doesn't say stupid things like that. You know, that.
0: I'm going to assume it's Mark because people don't want to hang out with him. Like, oh, I'll be there in five minutes and they don't show up for two hours. Well,
1: it could You know, five minutes means anything, man. Yeah. Ugh, that was so stupid. I'll be there in five minutes. What does five minutes mean? Fuck you. So stupid.
0: The commentary formally checks in and they note that Hulk Hogan's out of jail.
1: When did he go to jail? Pulled, oh, yeah. They
0: pulled the guns on him.
1: Did they? Was that, was that them arresting him? I guess and, I missed him actually being arrested.
0: Yes, because they escorted him out and that's when, we're like, they still had, like, them mic'd and, and we, but we cut to Terry Funk trying to find Norman Smiley.
1: Yeah, I just, I didn't, I don't think I saw that as him getting arrested.
0: Yeah, it was. I thought it
1: was just escorted out of the premises. Okay, whatever.
0: Tony hypes up the kind of general idea of the show. He doesn't really have anything specific. No. Let's go into our first match. It's Sean, the perfect one, Stasiak, <laughs> versus Mr. Incredible. Kurt Hedig. I'm adding that. That's not his uh, actual name.
1: The Perfect One versus Mr. Perfect. I'm
0: sorry, you can't say that.
1: Sorry, he's pretty darn flawless. (laughs)
0: Like, this story doesn't work because you can't say Mr. Perfect. (laughs) They want to say it so bad, and and they legally can't. That said, Emily, who is the referee for this one?
1: It's friend of the (laughs) podcast, Charles Robinson. He, He was so cool. Friend of the podcast. So we've shared the picture on all of our social media, but we went to the WWE holiday tour the day after Christmas and Nick flagged down Charles Robinson going backstage.
0: Yeah, we, we were sitting right by our production. Yeah. So I was like, hey, Charles.
1: We were literally right behind production. So he calls out Charles and he's like, can we just get a really quick picture? He's like, no, I'll come up to you. And so he came up to the stands, like up the little stairs and we had a whole chat and he talked about the business. Nick asked like how many years do you think you got? He's like, I'll be here till I die.
0: I'm like, oh. <laughs> I, I kind of screwed up a little bit because I went, I was kind of like, Internally, like, please don't die in the ring, Charles. We don't need that. <laughs> and I was trying to like, verbalize, like, ah, you know, you like deserve some rest. Yeah. Some and he, he was just so
1: kind. And like, I didn't, I don't know what I expected, but I did not expect him to actually like, come up and have a whole ass conversation with us. <laughs> it was really cool. So now I feel bad about the horrible things
0: I've been saying about him on this podcast. <laughs> Especially because you're like, this screw referee. I'm like, he's literally called it down the middle for almost a calendar year.
1: Okay. Well, he was screwy. But yeah, friend of the pod. Lil' Nate.
0: Someone who I wish was, was was a friend of the pod. Do and you? Miss <laughs> Hancock? Yeah.
1: Oh. <laughs> I forgot she was in this. <laughs> yeah, she
0: walks out to the ring. She doesn't do anything. So yeah, I don't blame you for forgetting she's here.
1: Well, because Miss Hancock is at is ringside, this match doesn't matter. Nobody cares about the match. Commentary couldn't care less. The camera people couldn't care less. We were just looking at Stacy.
0: Heading has the early advantage until a hip toss and and scoop slam as Stacy takes notes.
1: She's just taking notes. She's got her clipboard.
0: Yeah, what happened to Los Fabulosos?
1: I couldn't tell you. I think they got cut, man. I don't think they're here they, anymore. They just
0: excited too many grinds.
1: Oh.
0: Henning throws Stasiak around ringside and splashes Mark Mattern with water for no reason.
1: Just cuz. <laughs> cuz, fuck you.
0: Henning does a cartwheel in the ring and walks into a clothesline. Suplex from Stasiak, but Henning gets a running knee and a forearm sends the referee down. Henning hits the Henning plex, but the referee is down, so he cannot get the pin. Mm. Stasiak then has brass knuckles and knocks out headache, and then once again he gets Kurt heading on his shoulders and I think this was more what he meant to do than last week but he hits like a falling flapjack F5 kind of thing which yeah. makes it sound cooler than it was
1: I, I just said that he like went he tried for F5 yeah but someone really does an F5 later
0: in the show so
1: yeah I don't know I just didn't I don't know
0: so Stasiak gets the pin and uh, beats down Headache, but we immediately cut away.
1: Yeah, while well, commentary is like, oh, he's not done.
0: He's but, not done with a cutaway. But
1: they're done, I guess. Cameras are done.
0: <laughs> Let's talk about the match for a second before we get into the post-match The talk. match was pretty nothing. Yeah, it was very very standard action yeah. and standard booking of yeah. face had the win and then heel cheats. and
1: Yeah.
0: Like, look, it was better than Stacey Act did last week, but that's not saying much. No. But you had a sudden cut to a camera inside a cop car.
1: Which, you know, is pretty standard. We always have the footage of cameras inside of cop cars.
0: Because they are, I guess, chasing this other car. I don't know why all these people pull up at the same time. Because they pull up alongside Hulk Hogan. Mm -hmm. And they, like, kind of stop from getting in the arena. And Hogan then is like, I'm going in there. And just stares at the cop. The cop's like... Okay, I let him throw. Like, what?
1: Yeah, there was, there was like an intense little stare down for like 10 seconds. It wasn't even that intense. It wasn't that intense.
0: Because they shot it in like a wide shot where I'm like, you didn't even see the look. Yeah, was it was like not in, that yeah. intense. And the cop would just back down. I'm like, Jesus.
1: This this takes nothing. The security here is so broken.
0: Some people like to talk about all the crime in in, uh, in uh, Chicago. I guess this is why.
1: I have no idea how close we are to Chicago.
0: So Hogan heads to the ring, and but he can't find the actual entrance to the ramp and all that. Oh,
1: yeah. He's kind of like pawing at the curtains. Like, where's the fucking entrance?
0: <laughs> Big This Is Spinal Tap vibes of just like, fuck, I, I, where are we going? I don't know. Someone See? has to... They actually cut away, so someone can actually t- show him, like, here.
1: Yeah, get here. Because he
0: comes in the side. He doesn't even go down the that actual ramp. Terry. So Stasiak is just still beating down Headache, and what I'm assuming was the most boring... Just, just stomp, Casual stomp, stops in the stomp, corner. Stomp, yeah. He stops Stasiac, saves Hennig, and then we just go to commercial. We come back. Hogan has a mic.
1: And commentary is calling that stare down with security the most intense stare down that's ever happened on national television. Like, yeah?
0: yeah sure. Okay. So Hogan says that uh, he listened to the fans, and Hulkamania is going to live forever. <laughs>
1: um, oh, honey.
0: And. It doesn't matter that he's getting older because everyone else also is.
1: That is how time works, Terry.
0: Yeah. But Emily, don't worry. He's not losing a step. He's lost half a step.
1: <laughs> Terry. Yeah, he goes on this whole rant about like, I haven't lost a step. I haven't done it. I'm not. Le- well, I might have lost half a step. Like, yeah. well, no, what?
0: <laughs> it wasn't even conceding. It was like, I've, I've only lost half a step. It's like,
1: <laughs> so you agree. Yeah. You're failing. <laughs>
0: Hogan says he's here to lead by example and offers a fight to anybody who wants to take his spot.
1: So it's like kind of an open challenge, but like not really.
0: And Emily, Eric Bischoff and Vince Russo—they're not messing with Hulk Hogan anymore. He's trying to take food out of my kids' mouths? You're messing with Terry Balea. Oh, he've real named himself. Oh shit, this and... is a shoot, brother. Tony Schiavone's like, we've never heard him say his real name. <laughs> Which might
1: be true. I mean, he doesn't like break kayfabe often. It's no. not like he's comes out there like, hey guys, it's your it's your pal Terry. Like, he might not have ever said it in the ring.
0: I said, I don't think I can take this man seriously because he doesn't have a 10-inch penis.
1: It's true. You made a joke. It's like, I've never seen a man's penis shrink so dramatically so quickly. <laughs>
0: Do women know about shrinkage? <laughs> Ogan then says a line that just made me laugh because I'm like, oh, this is true and you don't know it. He's like, I'm going to be here until I'm run off. It's like, yeah, that's
1: uh... <laughs> That is unfortunately true. <laughs> Remember Raw 30?
0: <laughs> yeah. Remember WrestleMania, where they had Titus alongside him that way? It looked good.
1: Yeah, that was embarrassing. Raw 30 was so complicated because I was cheering, but I wanted to be cheering for Jimmy Hart. But the guys (laughs) in front of us were very adamantly booing for Hogan. I wanted to lean down and be like, I'm only cheering for the other guy. I'm not cheering for Hogan. (laughs)
0: Hogan then shifts to Kidman and says that Kidman makes him sick for wanting a push.
1: You make me sick. (laughs) For wanting a push. Like, that's the whole point, brother. And he's like,
0: and you're politicking. And I'm like, Jesus, Hulk. Relax. Fucking pot meat kettle. Kidman appears on the screen in a very clear pre-tape. Oh,
1: very clear pre-tape.
0: He tells Hogan to come fight him backstage. Hogan's like already through the curtain after the first sentence and and Kidman's still talking for like, Twenty more lines.
1: Yeah. Hogan did not either wait long enough to sell this or no one had enough direction. I don't know.
0: Oh, and, and Tori was with him.
1: Tori's always with him. Looking hot.
0: Back from commercial, Hogan is looking for Kidman. Anyway. <laughs> oh, and commentary's like Hogan walked away before we panned over to see the White Hummer. He doesn't know the White Hummer's there.
1: Yes he does. He has no idea what he's walking into.
0: We get a sudden cut to Mean Gene with Jeff Jarrett. And
1: a sudden cut. Yeah. Like, this is a quick cut.
0: So Jarrett's offering an open contract world title match to anybody who is not a millionaire.
1: Heard. And then Jeff Jarrett calls uh, Mean Gene a Jurassic slap ass. I just thought that was funny. Yeah.
0: Let's go to our next match. It's The Wall versus That's Terry the Funk. Wall, brother. In maybe a
1: title match? Couldn't tell you, but it's Bonk Central up in here.
0: Yeah. Funk starts with three chair shots to the wall's head, but wall clotheslines funk to the floor.
1: We do be bonking up here.
0: Funk hits a low blow and more chair shots to the wall's back. Funk goes for a moonsault from the top rope to the floor, and I don't know whether the wall was supposed to catch him or not, but he does not.
1: This was not a moonsault. Calling it a moonsault is like an insult to moonsaults. This is just a backflip.
0: <laughs> That's a moonsault. This is not a moonsault. <laughs> I mean, it looks the same as Kurt Angle's. What are you talking about? <laughs> Well, yeah, Funk just like lands on his head. I'm like Jesus.
1: Yeah. the fact that this man lived as long as he did is shocking to me.
0: The wall hits a big boot and then some chair shots. The wall then pile drives Funk onto the announce table, which doesn't break. Nope,
1: but it does unplug Mark Madden's uh, headset.
0: And it, the headset ends up around Terry Funk's foot. Yes, yeah, so and they just start. like go off, and I'm like, oh good, no Mark Madden. Bummer. The wall smashes a guardrail into like Funk's head between that and, that and like another guardrail. So yeah, ooh, that's a yeah. weird spot.
1: Very hardcore. I like it.
0: They brought to what appears to be DJ Rand's booth. I'm like, are you still employed?
1: Yeah, you pointed out. I still didn't see the booth.
0: There was a DJ booth there.
1: There were like Go Go Girl dance cages over there too for some reason. Yeah, it's like
0: early days TNA.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, it was just, it was strange. I've never seen those cages at a wrestling match before. Like, obviously we see cages, but these were very much like Go Go dancers. But yeah, I did not see the DJ booth. I believe you though. Maybe DJ Rand is, like, the pre-show hype-up guy.
0: Yeah, or commercials or... Maybe. So they're brawling around that area, and Terry Funk gets bleeped, like, four times.
1: Yeah. Man's got a mouth of a sailor.
0: Then tables randomly fall and hit the wall.
1: Oh, tables appear from the sky. As if from nowhere.
0: Yeah, and... I
1: loved this. It was just, like, raining tables. That was great. I'm like,
0: we don't find out this was anybody. So I'm like was was this supposed to be a like was this the the design spot or did the the thing that they were going to do later fall and then they went well fuck it
1: I couldn't tell you but it looked like tables fell from the sky
0: because the the finish of this match is Terry Funk lays one of the tables on top of the wall and like jump stomps on the table breaking it and that's enough and he pins the wall I'm like oh that's a weird I spot
1: I like the idea that terry funk is just so hardcore that he has hardcore magic in him and he can just summon tables out of the sky
0: hardcore wizard terry yeah, funk. hardcore wizard terry
1: funk i love that book it you <laughs> can go up against the pope
0: do you mean d'angelo tenero or do you mean the pope
1: no remember the pope character yeah. that i was writing or that you said exists but yeah, i okay, was yes, really taking Angela... too far
0: yes yeah i want that okay
1: i want my pope
0: this was a weird finish to the match. It was weird,
1: but I, you know, the table's got to pop out of me, so yeah. I'm happy with it.
0: And nothing came up with this. Cause I, I thought no. it was going to be something with like Norman, like causing yes, an accident somebody. or something. Because yeah.
1: we did, like, I did briefly see somebody in the background walking back up the stands, but we never panned to him. We never actually see a clear person of who it is. Like,
0: yeah, I think they no had a idea. spot plan for whatever this was, and somebody accidentally. Knocked it over because it didn't hit the wall clean. It like kind of like glanced off of him. Like, what the fuck? So let's go backstage. Vince Russo greets Brian Adams and Brian Clark. They want their title match, and Russo says no. So Brian Adams puts on his big boy voice. Brian
1: Adams was in the NWO, wasn't he?
0: He was part of the B team.
1: Yes, I remember. I remember the name.
0: And Brian Clark was Wrath. Yes, and also Adam Bomb, but but it wasn't in this company. Cause I always forget that Brian Adams was crush.
1: yeah, you said he put his big boy voice on. Oh yeah, he
0: went he went a, a deeper octave. But they a,
1: are officially chronic now.
0: Yeah, they get named later, but but this was bad because he put on the big boy voice and then Vincer is just like, no. Then they close the it like early, they're gonna beat him up, and Vincer just goes, No, and walks away. I'm like, wow. That big boy voice worked, didn't it? You got punked out immediately.
1: Ooh. Oh, you're such a big deal.
0: We then get cut to a a severe close-up of the open contract, and we see a hand sign it.
1: We don't know whose hand it is.
0: God forbid you take a quarter step back.
1: Never. And then,
0: back from commercial, we're too far away, because you can see the contract (laughs) signed, but you can't read what it says. Yeah. Fuck me. Just
1: Just tell me who
0: it is. Do an intermediate shot.
1: (laughs) (laughs) These bitches didn't go to film school.
0: So Jeff Jarrett sees it and is not happy.
1: In fact, he's like weirdly panicky for the rest of this episode. Yes. We you should... put an open challenge. What did you think was going to happen?
0: We should note that the hand was white because my, the, my theory was like, oh, it should make sense for Booker to do this. But
1: but it was not a black hand. So.
0: Yeah. It also was not Triple H as black hand. Jesus Christ. No, they got, we got a few more months for that. And I was thinking. We then get Mean Gene interviewing DDP who points out, yeah, I'm not even supposed to be here and then you booked me in a match.
1: Yeah, that makes no fucking sense. I'm not even
0: supposed to be I'm here I'm not today. supposed to
1: be here. But you were just like allowed in by security. You hit one guy and now you're here. And then you got intro music. And now you have a scheduled match.
0: I don't think we talked about the fact that he's wearing a, a soprano shirt for this whole Oh, day.
1: yeah, that's Why? true. He wasn't supposed to be here. He's not in his ring gear. Except he is. What the fuck? So he's, he's got com- your workout bag, man.
0: So he's coming for Eric Bischoff and he's like, "Hopefully Hogan leaves something left because I want to beat your ass or whatever."
1: I'm going to beat your ass alive. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna beat you off, brother. <laughs> oh god. We didn't see the Mamalukes are in the ring as we cut backstage to Adams and Clark beating down the Harris Boys. Good. Yeah, apparently the original plan was to do a number one contenders match between the Mamalukes and the Harris Boys. And um, not seen here tonight, not mentioned, Disco Inferno. At the pay per view, he got carried off by two goons.
1: Oh yeah! There is no
0: follow up on that.
1: Oh, he's just dead somewhere. <laughs> I guess. I totally forgot about that. I thought you were going to tell me some, like, sad backstage thing where we've already seen the end of Disco Inferno. But
0: yeah, p- people wouldn't be sad about that. Eh. So, that was the original plan for the match. Instead, Chronic comes out. Chronic. And I'm like, okay, is this a match? Because commentary makes it seem like it's going to be the match.
1: Everybody seems chill with it.
0: Everyone starts brawling. Full Nelson slam Devito. Vito. You're to Johnny the Bull. Another F5-type move to Vito. The meltdown to Johnny the Bull double choke slam to both men and then brian adams calls for a mic and cause i'm like oh yeah i guess this isn't a match if okay just so the yeah they
1: didn't ring the bell it never actually started It was not a match you should be happy about that you always have shit to say about that
0: apparently everyone is afraid of them
1: sure they've you're been, brand new
0: they've been here for tw- 26 hours max like, i should know less because we're still in the first hour so
1: you've been here for 30 business minutes Nobody has anything... Nobody has an opinion of you.
0: Yeah. Wrath was at least, you know, like an unstoppable monster for a while. Brian Adams, you were part of the B team. Right. So whoever faces them will experience chronic catchphrases.
1: You will feel chronic pain.
0: (laughs) There was three of them. I forget what the other...
1: Oh, I can't remember the rest. But the chronic pain one made me giggle. Yeah.
0: Their music hits, and it's like silly music too, because it's like "chronic, chronic, chronic, chronic," <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh no!" You you had a good segment of them destroying another tag team, and then you <laughs> and undercut that's it. The song, yeah, <laughs> that
1: was a good um, impression
0: of it. Like you undercut like these cool, like, these two new badasses almost immediately. Yeah, I'm like, oh no,
1: this is going well. But,
0: like, they are clearly set up to be at the top of the tag division, so, you know, you kind of,
1: it, it
0: was a success, kind of.
1: I guess, I mean, it's it's putting them, it's, well, I would, I was going to say it's putting them over. It's making the audience aware of who they are. I think that's the best I can say.
0: Yeah. Commentary then hypes up the idea of Hulk Hogan finding Eric Bischoff and tonight's open contract. Cool. Then get Vampiro coming out very crouchy with a microphone. Oh
1: my god, he's like creeping into the. You remember the um, SNL uh, sketch with Lonely Island? Yeah, do doing the creep. the creep. Yeah, that's what he's doing.
0: He then tries to cut a brooding promo, but he doesn't know when to emphasize words. No, he does not. He also keeps crouching and pointing one finger down. <laughs> <laughs> you Very crotchety old Irish woman.
1: Yes. It is
0: apparently Sting knows nothing about pain.
1: My brother in pain.
0: He's so shaky everything he's saying.
1: Vampiro really wants to be something that he is not. He wants not. to be
0: Raven. It's what Yes, he,
1: he does. He wants to be Raven, but he's not Raven and he never learned how to be Raven. He's just not there and it's just hard to watch.
0: So he challenges Sting to a match at Slambury. I forget what type of match if he said. The lights go out, and he just keeps cutting his promo as Sting's music hits.
1: Yeah, even the lights were like, Vampiro, stop.
0: <laughs> and then, in a not cool moment,
1: uh-uh. doubly, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh.
0: Sting repels from the rafters, and I don't know what they do. They fuck up. He drops so hard. I like It, it, it literally scared me when I was watching, because mm-hmm. like, he lands with a fucking... He lands on his feet, but he lands with a fucking thud, and like quick pulls the fucking brace thing off and i'm like did it like partially break i couldn't find anything on it but it, the way this came came off so quick too fast yeah i I mean credit he didn't sell it no thank god but um this is the first time anyone's done anything from the rafters since owen hart's death stupid bret hart is in the building stupid and do you know where the pay-per-view is
1: illinois
0: no the pay-per-view upcoming oh is is
1: it in that arena it's in
0: the owen arena
1: jesus christ yeah this is just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, apparently the
0: NBA mascots had also like banned. Good. Yeah.
1: Everyone should ban that shit. Ugh. Oh, it was it was scary. It was we we had to like we we did back it up to see if we could see like was this a fluke? Did we like see it wrong or something? It was scary.
0: Yeah, cuz I've seen Sting repel in and Of course. It, it was almost a joke of how long it used to take him to take the thing off or like he'd be there and everyone has to kind of bump around him cuz he can only move <laughs> so much. Like this he had this thing off now. in like a split second.
1: Oh, I wonder if he was pissed. I'd like to believe that he wasn't super on board with that. Yeah. I would like to believe that Steve is more of a like good person and is like, maybe we don't fucking do this. But then Eric Bischoff is like that, you know, as he I, does.
0: <laughs> yeah. You've heard his podcast. <laughs> yeah. So there is still an actual segment here, which isn't bad. No, it's <laughs> fine. Cause Sting drops in and then just starts beating the shit out of Vampiro and taunting him. It's like, motherfucker, I've been around. Like you're not gonna like take me out. Yeah, with that you're bullshit. not gonna win. And it's like, yeah, you know how le- you you know learned all this shit from people better than you. Yes. It just kicks the shit out of them with the baseball bat. Good. <laughs> Including like one of the first things he does is like choke Vampiro in the corner with the bat and made Vampiro look like a little bitch. He is a little Vampiro bitch. didn't try to fight out of it. He's like, oh no, no, you are right, you right. don't hurt me.
1: You are correct.
0: Sting goes to hit a scorpion death drop, and like a professional, he almost slips on his bat. He steps on it and like almost slips yes. and catches himself. He's
1: but like, a professional. Yep. Yeah. God. Sting is really working through it tonight.
0: Sting's words of his promo weren't like
1: super notable. Like, I wish done. that he had cited different people when he was like, the things I learned, I learned from Ric Flair and Lex Luger. Like, okay, so you learned from your buddies. Can you like yeah. cite some other like inspiring wrestlers? Someone who's maybe not like currently on the card. Somebody different. Yeah, that's. Show that you have range. I don't know.
0: Well, that said, he. Well, speaking of range, compared to Vampiro, he's fucking Lawrence Olivier on the mic. That's true. God. Hogan is still somewhere looking for Bischoff. Like, went outside at this point. I'm like,
1: dude, do you know how arenas work? I don't think he knows where he is.
0: Jeff Jarrett is concerned about his match for later and wants Vince Russo to fix it.
1: And Vince Russo's like, we signed, we, we did an open contract. That's what fucking happens. Like, what did you expect to happen, my guy? Why are you panicking?
0: Let's move on to our third match. But we should note, apparently there's only 18 minutes of wrestling on this show. This is
1: ridiculous.
0: It's a match that I feel like, you. I mean, you, you did announce it earlier, but I feel like you kind of went to the well a little too early on. It's GDP versus Mike Awesome. I feel like they don't know what to do with Mike Awesome.
1: No, they definitely don't. Like, I don't think they know what to do with Chris Candido either, honestly.
0: Yeah, but that's the cruiserweight division, so they don't really give a they shit about They don't know what to that. do about the cruiserweight division. Like, they clearly want Awesome to be a big deal, but then they putting, they keep putting him in spots where the other, they want the other guy to win. So I'm like, well...
1: So they're, like, intentionally burying him. Kind I, I, of.
0: Well, I think they're thinking, well, he's in this big spot. That's not how it works, yeah. though. Wins and losses don't matter, I'm like
1: Yes, they do, unfortunately.
0: So yeah, DDP versus Mike Awesome. Awesome does not have the revolution theme tonight, so I guess they sorted that out. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> Awesome has his hair in, in, in a ponytail for this match, and I noted it looks like Mongo. <laughs>
1: Never mind that shit. Here comes Mongo.
0: DDP starts fast until run up the ropes, back elbow from Awesome.
1: Yeah, I said that DDP was wrestling with gusto. Like, he was. He had, like, a fire under his
0: butt. I think it's because they were told they only had, like, th- Maybe. four minutes. Jumping DDT from DDP. Nice. Spinning Yuranagi from him as well. And then Awesome back elbows DDP to the floor and hits a springboard clothesline from the ring to the floor. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm like, I think you'll like Mike Awesome. We'll see. I think commentary had a note of, like, the super heavyweight with the cruiserweight style.
1: Mm, yes, and I like that idea, but I don't know.
0: DDP hits, hits chair shots to Awesome and then throws him back in the ring. Awesome kicks the chair to DDP's face, and then Canyon runs in. I'm like, oh. Who better? Well, DDP was doing pretty fine. But who better? <laughs> Are you telling me that DDP is
1: better than Canyon?
0: Nobody's better than Canyon. Nobody. Except for the fact that awesome Germans Canyon and grabs a table.
1: Yeah, well,
0: yeah. DDP is just gone now. (laughs) Like, oh
1: yeah, DDP has done his job. He has clocked out for the day.
0: Awesome sets up a table in the ring and goes to powerbomb Canyon through it. But then we get the Wolfpack theme hitting.
1: We should also note that the ref has been calling for the bell.
0: Oh, yes. The entire time. Like, as soon as Canyon ran in.
1: Yeah. That Now they're ringing, they're calling for the bell for a DQ. This bell won't ring. Whoever's manning the bell is, like, on... It, it's 2000, so they're not on their phone. But, like, not paying attention.
0: Well, I forget what match it was earlier. Or, I forget what match or segment it was earlier. Where they noted, like, ah, like, we're not we're not gonna have a bunch of DQs. Yeah, it'll be relaxed DQs. So, the last match didn't even happen because, because somebody ran, ran in. in yeah, yeah. This match ends by a DQ. I'll tell you now: the next match and the match after that both end in DQs.
1: But we're not doing a lot of DQs. The people Fuck want a match.
0: Me. <laughs> ah! Literally, unless something egregious happens, I still stand How by. How is this
1: egregious?
0: The Hogan interference at, at Spring Stampede was worse than anything we get tonight. You know, I'm realizing the way you could have done that on, on the pay per view now was you have Kidman win by DQ, but Hogan beats him ba- beats him down so bad. That he can't compete in the next match, so you, one of your new blood guys gets to buy.
1: Ah, there you go. That would have been. Better. Why am I better
0: at booking wrestling than people who get paid for it?
1: <laughs> By people who get paid for it twenty years ago.
0: <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the the Wolfpack theme hits. Awesome is just staring at the stage, and based on the camera angle, I'm like, he's coming from behind. So Kevin Nash gets in the ring, hits a very sloppy jackknife power bomb on Mike Awesome through the table.
1: Kevin Nash has an easy day here.
0: So, Nash, DDP, and Canyon all kind of celebrate. Kind of. Yeah. So they're
1: all like on a team. I yeah. Don't know. It was
0: like just high fives going around. Yeah. Even with Awesome going through the table, I, I mean, I th- they did make him look like kind of a killer here where it was like they did. Canyon has to run out to save his buddy. He's like, oh no. Like, Awesome will kill him.
1: Yes, they they did.
0: And it took three guys to take him out. So I'm like, all
1: right. Yeah.
0: Match yourself. Yeah. I had high energy and, you know, kind of. I wish there had been some sort of dramatic spot that caused Canyon to. Have awesome put DDP's head like or like neck in the chair. Yeah, like have it be like, oh, he's no-
1: about to die. I must go save my friend. Yeah,
0: yeah. you, you just like, oh, he's you know, he got like hit out of the ring. Like, yeah. Oh, no. Backstage, we see Russo trying to reason with somebody. Then we get Tank Abbott is here, and oh, Mark thank God. freaks out.
1: Thank God, Tank Abbott's here. That's what we needed to save the show.
0: Mean Gene interviews Buff Bagwell and Shane Douglas. Buff's sick of the old guys and. Douglas says that Flair has accepted some match at Slambury. I'm like, we didn't see this. Nope. And Shane Douglas wants the total package tonight because he's mad about what happened on Thunder.
1: Okay. I, I could not care less about anything that Shane Douglas says.
0: Lex Luger then comes in really aggressively and is like, fine, I'll have the match. But if Russo interferes before the bell, we you're forfeiting the titles. Yeah. Which... Valid. Like, like you know, smart babyface move. makes yeah. sense. Fair. Admittedly, you didn't say anything, anything about Buff, but...
1: Yeah, yeah. That could be an oversight, but...
0: No, that's called... The, that's the finish. I know. I know! Tank Abbott then comes out with a mic and still wants to find Goldberg.
1: God, why do we keep letting this man talk?
0: He's going to beat up another innocent idiot. And, um... Tony Schuani and Scott Hudson are like, Yeah, what, I wear my... I wear Nikes. I'm ready to run.
1: <laughs> Good, they've learned. But they just need to stop putting Tank Abbott in the ring when he doesn't have a match.
0: So, Tank Abbott then goes to ringside, where he finds the previously mentioned owner of the Chicago Blackhawks, and with him is one of the players, I don't know, um, hockey enough. He's like the, he was the enforcer for sure. Blackhawks. So, Tank goes to pick up the owner of the team, I think he's going to pile drive him at one point, because he's like holding him upside down, like, going to drop yeah. him on his head. I was like, what the fuck? I was like, afraid he was
1: going to slip and drop him. Ser-
0: yeah, he clearly
1: kind of did, It just
0: didn't slip all the way, like, oh, fuck. So, the player comes in, security breaks it up kind of lame cool <laughs> will tank abbott get any moves in the eventual goldberg match
1: i think we'll get one one move yeah and that needs to be his last move in wcw this man is done he's done i'm tired of him he needs to go
0: away uh, he ends up in, in in a faction
1: listen some mma fighters can make it work in wwe i don't think tank abbott's one of them
0: no yeah this segment was lame and i'm like just beat up mark madden again
1: yeah keep doing that that was good
0: Hulk Hogan is still looking for Eric Bischoff backstage. And apparently Terry Taylor's just just showing up. At least he has the line of, oh man, I'm so late.
1: Okay, yeah, he actually justifies it. He's like, fuck, I'm running late. And everyone else that rolls up at this time in shows is like, yeah, whatever. I'm here, boy. Like, let's go.
0: Then we get a 1 800 call ATT ad for, uh, for next week's show in Rochester.
1: Don't you want to call that number?
0: Not really. But I do want to go to nitrogirls.com. Good
1: Lord. This is just porn. Pretty much. It, it just screams softcore porn. This is erotic. You I, loved it, I'm sure. I, I,
0: no, my, my guess is the website is probably pretty lame. And they yeah. just, yeah. Because
1: the whole ad is just the Nitro Girls have, you know, a website. And they're all like, come to our website. Yeah. Look th- at our pictures. I'm Spice. I'm Tigress. The lying I'm subtext Sky. of this is
0: like, you might see some boobs. Yeah, literally. You, you're not gonna, but you're absolutely not gonna. You won't go. know that till you're on the site.
1: Then we get your traffic. And they're still billing Stacey Keebler's Sky. Yeah. I forgot that that was her name when she won the Nitro Girls thing. I completely forgot that that was her name. I don't think she.
0: I'm trying to think. Did she ever actually have a dance as part of the Nitro Girls? No. I knew she had one during the audition process. No,
1: by the time that process ended, they had finished doing the Nitro Girls dances in ring. I think, or if they didn't,
0: she was maybe, not part of maybe it. Maybe one. I she think, was.
1: I don't think she was part of it.
0: I remember her looking way taller than everybody else, but I might. I think just that been. was
1: the. I think that was the audition. Yeah,
0: we didn't see Jeff Jared and Russo talking and like whoever signed the contract. They want the match. Okay, so it cool. Has to
1: That's what an open contract does. Why are we fucking lingering on this?
0: We then get the total package with Elizabeth versus Shane Douglas, and they pretty much go to the corner for almost the whole match. Yeah. Luger beats down Douglas until a Russian leg sweep and a choke. Lex gets a boot up and hits a clothesline, so Buff comes out. Of course. Buff immediately interferes. Ref's mostly fine with it, and then he starts chasing Elizabeth, and I'm like, stop. Yeah. At ringside, someone is wearing a Sting costume, and they it's high-five Shane the Douglas. the
1: same Sting costume. Yeah. They never change the costume. It's always the bad wig, the oversized mask, and, like, the weird black trench coat.
0: So, Russo dressed like this on Thunder, so it's meant to imply, in commentary, it's like, oh, it's clearly Vince Russo. That's oh. how he's getting around the uh, don't interfere thing. Sure. But, nope, it's Ric Flair. Wow. <laughs> he hits Shane Douglas with a baseball bat a couple times, and he gets in the ring, and this causes a DQ.
1: If you're keeping track at home, this is twice tonight that we've seen Ric Flair in costume. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And unmasked to reveal it to yeah. him. Russo then comes out to pull Shane Douglas out of the ring. And the heels are like, where were you? And Russo's like, you would have lost the belts, you dumbass. What the fuck? This wasn't a match. This was an angle.
1: Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. this was a nothing.
0: I mean, this is even counted in the 18 minutes. So I'm like, this, this is counted. Yeah. So, somewhere uh, they claim it's the catacombs of the building.
1: The catacombs. The catacombs of an arena. It's a parking garage. Yeah catacombs my ass
0: Hulk Hogan finally finds the Hummer and we go to commercial and I'm like how two minutes something's gonna happen we cut back and him and Billy Kidman are just brawling yeah you know what I think that was I think they didn't have a clever spot for Billy Kidman to come out of hiding
1: maybe not so
0: they're like alright we need to cut to them already fighting
1: maybe yeah That would make sense because, like, they say it's the catacombs. It is really just an open parking garage. There are some pillars, and maybe you can, like, sneak around. I'm wondering
0: where the hell that is because there's no way there's an entire empty floor of parking. Yeah, I don't know. Unless this was pre-tape. Well, based on attendance, maybe. Mm. (laughs) So Kidman and Hogan are fighting. Tori hits Hogan. So he just fucking chokes her and, like, winds up to punch her in the face. What the hell?
1: Like, he gets her up against a pillar and everything.
0: Luckily, Billy Kidman stops him, but then Billy Kidman just keeps getting beat up. Cool. It's like, this is what happens when you pin Hulk Hogan. You get absolutely buried two shows in a row.
1: Commentary had a line during this, too, where they said, we don't wrestle in WCW. We fight. It's World Championship Wrestling. What do you mean you don't wrestle in WCW?
0: Well, Emily, don't you remember what WCW stands for?
1: Oh, what was this? I don't remember. (laughs) It's
0: like, we can't work together sometimes, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. So, Hogan just keeps beating down Billy as Eric Bischoff looks on. Like, doesn't try to do anything. No. Hogan just had the line, I'll kill you. And I'm like, oh, God. This
1: has gotten very serious.
0: Hogan throws Kidman into the dumpster. And then Eric Bischoff tries to run away, but the car won't start. So.
1: He just gets out of the car and runs up the ramp.
0: Hogan then gets in the car, starts it immediately, and rams immediately.
1: the dumpster. <laughs> immediately to the point where I'm like, is Bischoff just, does he not know how to drive? Did he put the key in the wrong hole?
0: So Hogan's just rammed the dumpster repeatedly over and over again. Admittedly, like, the H- dumpster doesn't crumble doesn't like crumple or anything. So I'm like, I don't know how much that would fuck you up in the, in the actual dumpster.
1: I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, it depends on what's in the dumpster, too.
0: Yeah. So once Hogan's done with that, he's like, all right, I'm going after Bischoff. Back from commercial, Kidman gets stretchered out of the dumpster, which was just kind of a funny visual. It was funny they, of them having to lower him like over the lip. It would have been funnier if they had you know, like the little slide, the little side slot dumpsters yeah, have, they just, and they like, just slide him out. Him out.
1: out. <laughs> it was really it was a silly spot, honestly. Like,
0: like a like reverse cremation, just <laughs>
1: ew, just pull him out.
0: So yeah, Kidman uh, not doing great,
1: not having a good night
0: so far. The only thing he's actually gotten over on Hulk Hogan. Was when Eric Bischoff hit Hogan with a chair. Yeah. That's Billy Kidman's offense.
1: That's
0: it. Is a car at Eric Bischoff.
1: That's great. He's doing so well. I'm so proud of him.
0: You know what he needs to do? What? He needs to set him up for a monster truck sumo match.
1: Oh, no. Oh, God, not again. The car. We are not doing that again.
0: Let's somehow go to our main event match.
1: How are we already here?
0: Yeah, this was such a nothing show. Yeah.
1: I had a really hard time with Best But Worst But MVP.
0: It's Jeff Jarrett versus a mystery opponent. And Emily, who is the mystery opponent?
1: I don't know how we didn't guess this, honestly. It's fucking Scott Steiner. Yeah. I don't think of him as the new blood. That's the problem. But you were like, he was oh in yeah, this is the obvious segment. choice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of who else it would have been that didn't already wrestle. This was
1: the obvious choice.
0: Yeah. Again, I feel like you could have had Mike Awesome agree to do this. Sure. But nope. It's Scott Steiner and his ladies. His freaks.
1: Oh my genetic freak.
0: Admittedly, the ladies work a lot better coming out with Steiner than they did with Jeff Jarrett and the Harris It's more
1: believable with Scott Steiner somehow. Like, who's pining over Jeff Jarrett? I'm sorry,
0: bud, but no. And you know what Scott Steiner doesn't do?
1: Kick them out? Yeah. Yeah, they just... I think even
0: Jarrett was like, get out.
1: Commentary even noted it, that Steiner's nicer to the ladies.
0: We'll see what they do with this next week, but this kind of feels like it's meant to be a face turn for Scott Steiner.
1: Maybe. We'll see if they even realize that they did that.
0: But, like, it's week one, and already it's like, there's dissension in the new blood. I'm like, it's the first week, guys. I mean, this Jesus. happened with
1: the new NWO, too. Was they that... immediately descended.
0: But was that real dissension, or was that fake dissension? Oh, I don't mean... remember. Yeah. Like, I mean, they were kicking people out, but I don't know. There's also the span of, like, a month where Hogan kept telling people that they were running the, the B team.
1: No, I'm talking about, like, the new NWO. Oh. Yeah, when they, like, first started. Or when they rebooted.
0: Yeah, I mean, they waited at least... They waited more than one week, but not by much. Not by much. So Steiner beads down Jarrett in the corner. He also gets a press slam to Jarrett, but Jarrett gets a boot up on a charge, and like a really like quick looking spot.
1: Yeah, I don't know. This match was just kind of standard to me. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't special.
0: Another one of those were... it just happened. There's there's two ways to do the hey you need to have a three minute match. There's the DDP and Mike Austin way, and then there's this and then there's this way. Yeah, exactly. Diving axe handle gets Jarrett sucks chance. Diving crossbody to Steiner and then a drop kick. Steiner slams Jeff Jarrett into the corner and Scott Hudson notes that they're that like, yep, yeah, we're going to stick with this and do an overrun. Ugh. Low blow to Steiner and a sleeper, but Steiner hits a low blow, which commentary is like, ah, oh, how's that for slap nuts?
1: <laughs> which is a good line. It's funny.
0: He signals for the Steiner recliner and actually locks it in. It's like,
1: oh shit. Yeah. I feel like we haven't seen that like be successfully locked in in a while.
0: No, he won with that in the pay-per-view. Did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. He made Mike Awesome tap out. Oh, shit. We then get Booker T running in, hits a scissor kick on Scott Steiner, and tells Jeff Jarrett you're welcome as the ref calls for the DQ.
1: Immediate, yeah.
0: Yeah, so this was Booker getting back on, I guess, Bischoff and Russo's good side.
1: I guess. So, so is he... No, he is new blood. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I can't keep this shit right.
0: Emily, there's like five people in the Millionaire's Club. Everybody else besides Terry Funk is new blood somehow.
1: Okay, yeah. How does that make sense?
0: See, I was saying, is this a Scott Steiner face turn? But this is clearly setting up a Scott Steiner and Booker T feud. Probably. So, I don't know. Th- this match was. had an interesting hook of it being Scott Steiner and then yeah. didn't do anything really well. Like I said, hook. it
1: was very standard. I've seen this match before.
0: And it felt like a cop out, just yeah. like having Booker come down and DQ. Yeah. But it does say something that they were like, nope, let's put Steiner in a position where he has Jarrett beat. True. Before that. So, that is true. Yeah. The New Blood is just trying to build new stars.
1: But I would argue that some of these people already are stars,
0: but not at that level. Like Billy Kidman was not a main eventer,
1: but Scott Steiner, Booker T, like
0: they were guys on the cusp. They
1: Jeff Jarrett.
0: Yeah. Joe Jarrett's the exact Come on. Yeah.
1: I think that that's where I have a hard time where it's these guys that like, I would assume new blood means guys that we haven't seen a lot of get them into the main event scene. We're just pushing the same guys that we've been seeing. There's not, nothing there's nothing new.
0: Yeah, but Booker T's never main evented a pay per view. I don't even, I don't even think Scott Steiner has.
1: Has Scott Steiner not?
0: Not at this point, I don't think. I
1: don't, I don't see them as like.
0: I know. Yeah. I, I hate to tell you, that's just what it is. It's stupid. The fact that you don't like it, it's not going to change. But let's go to our final segment because we're back from commercial. Yeah, I kind of thought when Kimmy got stretched out like that was kind of it, but nope, Hogan was no, yeah. a. Uh, but Hogan's still looking for Eric Bischoff, because then we go to commercial, and we come back, and then we get another pay-per-view re- recap, but they, like, trimmed off the first couple minutes. It so it's like, what?
1: Yeah, this was super weird, because we've already had the main event, and now we're doing a pay-per-view recap in the last five minutes of the episode.
0: Yeah, was it like you agreed to go X amount of minutes over, and then you're like, oh, shit, we, we don't need that to. much time? Yeah, maybe. So Hogan has found Eric Bischoff and has a pipe. Tony Schiavone says that th- this may be Eric Bischoff's last night on Earth. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm like, what? Bischoff runs to the ring and Hogan follows. Low blow to Bischoff and Hogan chokes him in the corner. Vince Russo comes, runs out and right around this time we get the like end of the show graphic pop up.
1: Yeah. So admittedly, I do start to like wrap up my notes when I see that graphic come up. So I'm like writing down best bit, worst Tri- bit.
0: Triple H would love you.
1: Yeah, well. <laughs>
0: he loves doing that swerve of put that up and then something happens.
1: Well, it worked. It worked for me. Because I was, I wasn't paying attention.
0: Because Vince russo was then pushed out of the way by Bret Hart running down to the ring with with a steel chair.
1: Yeah, out of nowhere.
0: Bret gets in the ring, winds up for a chair shot, and we cut away before we see who he hits.
1: Which was a great cut. Like that was a pretty good like ending, I think. Yeah, you, except you know based on happens. how
0: they're all standing and the live crowd t- telling people he hit Hogan. Yes. And how many times they're gonna wheel Bret out? And I'm like, I'm like, he's not gonna do anything.
1: Yeah, we know he doesn't wrestle. Yeah. He's just going to be a mouthpiece, I guess. Well, clearly, like, wrestling is not at the forefront of this show because there was 18 minutes of wrestling. So, I mean, maybe he is just a talk piece.
0: Uh, but I'm pretty sure he gets fired by FedEx or at least, like, told his pay is cut because he's not appearing on TV. So. Fired by FedEx? Yeah. That's, well, that's an Eric Bischoff move.
1: What do you mean? Oh, oh, you mean, like, they mailed your, you know. Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. I was like, FedEx is not his employer.
0: <laughs> you know, he, he needs to make some money. Signed up for a local route. <laughs> Once again, Hogan didn't get his hands on Bischoff, but I I don't I'm not invested in that story enough to care.
1: God no, maybe we'll see it at the pay per view.
0: Did they announce a Kidman Hogan match? Although I guess I, I don't know. They might have been passing
1: on commentary, and we didn't hear it. But maybe I don't I don't think so.
0: Well, right now Kidman's dead, so
1: right he's in a dumpster.
0: But that's it for this uh, Nitro. This was um, not their best foot forward. I am
1: just so glad that they locked those doors. <laughs> yeah. If they didn't, who knows what could have happened.
0: Well, security quit. I think that was why people were able to get in. But then again, the only person who was able to get in because security left was Hulk Hogan. Because everybody else was already in the building. Yeah. And
1: And Hulk Hogan had his intense stare down with security. No,
0: with with the police.
1: Sorry, with the police. You're right.
0: It's worse. Security would have been one thing. Because then it's like, okay, this is a business decision. Yeah. You're choosing your own health. Police, it's like, um.
1: That's a problem. This
0: man, like, has clear, like. Deadly intent
1: Yeah you pulled Your guns on him Last week Yeah Last night
0: Yeah So I don't know Um, I do know We're gonna get A very special treat Next episode Oh lordy Well before his World title match We're gonna get mm. David Arquette In singles action
1: Oh god I knew it was coming I knew it was coming And I knew it was coming soon
0: That's gonna be episode 98 Then episode 99 Yay. Thunder Yay. And then episode 100 You'll have to wait Till episode 99 For us to tell you what it is Yay Can't wait I, I will tell you this it's not crown jewel
1: absolutely not we got no votes for crown jewel which is good fuck that show
0: we got a few but not very many
1: good fuck that show
0: but before we move on to the next shows let's wrap this one up Emily let's move into best bit worst bit and MVP
1: I'm struggling with the MVP I am I think I have one but I'm not thrilled about it um I don't know
0: yeah I'm struggling a little bit as well but uh what do you got for your best bit
1: (laughs) mystery tables falling from the sky (laughs) yeah yeah it made me pop. It made me laugh. I think it was funny. What did you end up
0: with? I feel like I keep picking snippets of bits at this point. That's
1: fine. That's what the, That's why we called it Best Bit because we didn't want to do Match of the Night.
0: Because Chronic Beating Down the Mamelukes was effective until the microphone. Mm-hmm. So just the in ring part of that. Okay, no, I that's think is the best bid. Sure. Emily, what's your worst bid?
1: We need to stop letting Tank Abbott talk.
0: I have the same sentiment, but. Um, Vampiro. But Vampiro. He was my second
1: pick. <laughs> My god, take the microphone away from these men. Yeah. It's embarrassing. It's hard to watch. It's terrible.
0: The one thing is, I feel like they will stop having tank avatar. Good. I don't think they're gonna stop VR from talking.
1: <sighs> then they need to enroll him in some like acting classes or
0: something. And Emily, who's your MVP?
1: Booker? <laughs> what did he do? He questioned the necessity of the new blood. He he like he actually questioned what was happening.
0: Booker hit a scissor kick.
1: That's yeah. all he did. No, he, he in the backstage segment when he was talking to like Russo and Bischoff where he was like why the fuck are we here what are we doing here lads I respect that because he's the only one questioning it he agrees with me that this is stupid
0: <laughs> I'm going with Mike Awesome sure looks,
1: you love him I don't he know looks good in
0: his match they made him look like a killer good for you he's holding up his end of the bargain
1: and we're done alright have a good year bye
0: <laughs> so next up is the April 24th Monday Nitro
1: with special guest David Arquette thank God for that that'll be great
0: we have all the uh, episodes previously listed on the Patreon. As mentioned, the January Fourth, twenty ten TNA Impact, the debut of Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff.
1: Yes, the debut because we've never seen these men before.
0: Not in TNA. Ugh. All that's going to be up on our Patreon. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram and in Threads at Butts in the Pod, Facebook Butts and Seats Podcast. Listen to all of our back catalog on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, and iHeartRadio.
1: I keep wanting you to use a Stitcher. I know. It's, I yeah.
0: No one's listening on Deezer. I'm not even going to bother. Deezer.
1: Well, any closing thoughts on this?
0: This was a bad show. The yeah. More I think about it. Oh, nothing Thankfully, happened. it
1: was short. Yeah. At least it was a short show. We didn't have to slog through a three hour
0: episode. It's going to be weird doing, you know, some David Arquette stuff and then a decent break from that. Good. I mean, yeah. we need that. Yeah. That's
1: fine. We don't We don't need David Arquette to be around for Well, long.
0: surely we'll have three, you know, wonderful shows to watch in between, Absolutely. right?
1: yeah. Right? it would be great.
0: Until those shows, I'm Nick. I'm Emily. And thanks for listening to the Butts and Seeds Podcast.
1: Woo, bye!